0: Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM
1: Good evening folks How are you? I hope you're alright We're here with you on the bench until 7 A lot of sport you through over the next hour We'll have reaction from Kerry's win over Tyrone today in the All-Ireland semi-final they booked their place against Dublin we were joined in studio today by All-Ireland champions Jack Murphy and Blake Murphy from the Cork Under-20 All-Ireland winning team joined us in studio earlier on we'll have that chat a little bit later we'll also talk to Craig Hannafin as the Under-20 Ireland prepare to face Tipperary in the All-Ireland final we'll have reaction as well from Cove ramblers disappointing night for them last night as they lost to uh, Dundalk in the FAI Cup by just the goal and it was a game that uh, Cove Rambler certainly played very very well in and we'll talk to Rotland as well ahead of their uh, Golf Classic in September and the start of the Munster Senior League season next weekend you're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork's Red FM We're here until 7pm this evening. If you would like to get in touch, text 0868104106. Uh, send us uh, WhatsApp on that number as well. Or uh, you can tweet us at Big Red Bench. Uh, just got an update from Old Trafford and Manchester United are taking on Chelsea. United 3 Chelsea-0 two goals in the space of uh, two minutes, Marcus Rashford claiming his second of the game, put through on goal and clinically firing past Arisa Belaga, it's United 3 Chelsea-0 74 minutes gone on the clock there at Old Trafford alright, full time report though from uh, Croke Park where Kerry beating Tyrone by three points, Mara Trostini-Kelly was watching Full
2: time, Kerry 118, Tyrone 18 points, just under 34,000 watching an underwhelming game of football Well, it was until Kerry woke up. In the first half, they really struggled to contain Colin McShane. But it was easy freeze and some good kicking from David Clifford and Sean O'Shea that kept them in it for the first 35 minutes. The introduction of Tommy Walsh coupled with Peter Keane figuring out how to break the deadlock made all the difference, which culminated in a Stephen O'Brien goal after a great Paul Ganey pass. Kerry kept the foot on the gas and saw it home when McShane missed some handy scores to ensure that the kingdom go to the final. Full-time, Kerry 118, Tyrone 18 points.
1: So will be Kerry to face Dublin in the all Ireland final on September 1st This is uh, Kerry's David Moran in conversation with Maura Trassa after the game
2: I'm joined now by Kerry's uh, David Moran who is, I'm not surprised, rehydrating after that That was uh, an interesting game
0: Yeah, yeah, it was. I suppose, look, semi-finals are all about winning We weren't too bothered about how we played, it was just trying to get to the final And thankfully we have
2: well you say you weren't too bothered, I'd say at the same time, you're probably glad that you're playing, I don't use the word improved, but you got a bit smarter in the second half.
0: We did, we did. We weren't happy with our first half performance, um, you know, and the, and the scoreline reflected that, and we knew that we needed to up every facet in our game, especially our conversion, um, and thankfully we did.
2: Definitely, because when you watched the first half in particular, what kept you in it was a few little flashes of individual brilliance from Sean O'Shea and David Clifford. I'm thinking of that point he got under the Cusick stand. That must have, you must guys must have known we haven't performed and we're still there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look, he's, the, two, the, two, uh, the two lads are, are fantastic players uh, and it's, it, makes, it makes our job a lot easier outside there when the two boys are inside.
2: No, definitely. And then you guys all finished the job then, the second half. Now, here we are again now, Dublin drive for five. Of any team knows about drives for fives it's Kerry um, are you guys are you going to be able to do it can you stop Dublin I
0: don't know look it won't be from the, the lack of train anyway you know, we're going to go out there and give it everything we have obviously it's a huge a huge game and a huge uh, challenge uh, Dublin have been incredible over the last five years uh, they've played football very, the right way they've, they've conducted themselves in a great manner uh, and look we're going to go up and give everything we have and we'll see what happens
2: Thank you very
0: much bye bye. Yeah it's Devon Moran there speaking after their win over
1: Tyrone today now the big um, talking point happened right at the end of that game I suppose uh, was uh, the black card for Stephen O'Brien um, as things stand he is due to miss the All-Ireland final because of cumulative black cards that was his third black card the rule there that you were suspended then for the next game um, he spoke to Marty Morrissey on RTE the RTE TV broadcast afterwards said he was aware of the rule and um that the black card that he picked up against Meath was incredibly harsh and uh, that Kerry will appeal that on his behalf so he sounded fairly confident that uh, he wouldn't be missing the All-Ireland Final but as things stand he will because of that um uh, that rule where you pick up three black cards uh you're uh, automatically suspended for the next game so it'll be interesting to see what comes of that um else we're gonna hear now from uh Tyrell manager Mickey Hart who's uh also speaking tomorrow trust in and after that uh three point defeat uh, two carry today
2: Somebody has to lose, and I know probably you now on the worst side of this today. You're probably already in your head going through the shadow of what it could is. But we always say when we're watching this, you imagine Mickey Hart's got a plan. There's always a plan. There's always something. And I just kind of felt if he had that extra minute or two, things could be different again.
3: Well, that's it. it. was The game went down to the wire, and I suppose we were probably in quite a good control of the game in the first half. So it's very disappointing. Probably we should think we should have been further ahead at half time. I think we caught Kerry a bit by surprise in the first half, but we don't think we had enough on the scoreboard to really justify the superiority we had in that first half. And they were always going to come back at us. That's what good teams do. And, um, you know, then it, was, it became a point-for-point game it was going to be enemies game at that stage when they broke and got the goal I think that that put paid to our chances because all they had to do was, was cover our scores from there to the end and that's exactly what they did
2: it must have been very hard for you standing there on the line, knowing that it was going down to this, the point for point, the you know the the one man tussles here and there, that kind of thing, knowing that one small little thing might have turned it back in your favour.
3: Well, that's true. It's a small margins at this level, and and they make a huge difference. And um, yeah, I, I can't fault our players for their effort, and they tried their hearts out, and um, I just. I don't know, maybe it needs some objective viewer to say that did, did the decisions go harshly against us overall. And, and at this point in time, I get the feeling that was the case.
2: I have to say, I'd be as objective as you could be. And again, I'm only watching it first time around. I felt one or two decisions, yeah, a bit soft toward Kerry. And then maybe, perhaps as well, the six minutes extra time, I would have felt perhaps. Now, again, I didn't have a stopwatch out there. Mm. I thought we might have had an extra 30 seconds or a minute. Would that have made a difference? Who knows? It might not have. Well,
3: that's it. Another minute, we'd be doing very loud of it anyway with a chance. Um, I think, you know, when you're nine six minutes and, and, and you study the amount of interruptions to wear off. that you would have felt there should have been at least another couple of minutes and, and I felt the six minutes was quite short anyway to get in the, in the number of stoppages and, and substitutions that was made in the game I felt there should have been more time but we didn't get it
2: One thing we do have to point out is the brilliance of Cahill McShane. Definitely Kerry didn't know what to do with him in the first half. In the second half as well, he kept playing. He didn't get as much space Mm. and a few things perhaps went awry, but that's probably due to the pressure being put onto him. But he was immense throughout the whole thing when everybody else, a lot of times, are being kept quiet.
3: Yeah, he's had an immense season for us. He's a top-class player. He never gives up, he, he never lets up, he just goes for everything and it's a shame that he wasn't on the winning team today and in fact it's a shame that those players didn't get more the, today. Often people say you get what you deserve in sport and sometimes you don't.
2: Finally, before I let you go, you yourself, you've had a long season, you've had many a long season. Your reflection of the year, of how Tyrone football has gone, obviously you are thinking was never as good as the years I've won All-Irelands mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you yourself, how are you feeling about it now?
3: Well, I think we're a work in progress, you know, and, and, and you like that work to go on an upward curve, and I suppose it was doing that until right now, today, and we hope that we go up on another curve and get back to the final again, but um, it's, it's in a bit of a, on a bit of a plateau at the minute as we stand right now, so we have to go back and try and see can we move on to be better than that.
2: People listening to us might say, how does Mickey Hart keep going back to that well? It must be hard at times.
3: Well, it's it's, it's challenging on days like today, but, you know, that has always been my way, that when things happen that don't go the way you want, that happens in life too, and you have to roll up your sleeves and just take the rough with the smooth, and today's been a rough day.
1: Yeah, the reaction of Mickey Hart there, following the defeat to Kerry in the uh All-Ireland Semi-final this afternoon. Kerry now going to face the Dubs. Can they stop the Dubs so far from the uh, from picking up their fifth All Ireland title in a row? Uh, we'll find out in three weeks' time, September the first. Meanwhile, Cork will face Galway in the All Ireland Minor Football Championship final. That's after Galway defeated Kerry today, fourteen points to thirteen, in the curtain raiser. Uh, a busy afternoon in the uh, local championships. In the Senior Hurling Championship, there was a double header in Mallow. First up at two, uh, Turk defeated Zone, nineteen points to one thirteen. After that game there was an epic, epic battle between Bray Rovers and Ballyhay. Ballyhay just getting the better of it by a single point, but what about this for a scoreline, Ballyhay three twenty. Bride Rovers four sixteen was how it finished in Mallow this afternoon in the Senior Football Championship uh, Carrigline and Bishopstown are currently going head to head and uh, the latest score from there it's uh, 22 minutes gone into the second half it's Carrigline leading Bishopstown 1-9 to 1-8 Manchester United have just gotten a fourth goal at uh, can't see who scored it because they're all celebrating in the big massive huddle but we'll get you that one in a second but a fourth goal there uh, for the Red Devils who are absolutely flying uh, against Chelsea this afternoon they um, didn't look too good in the first half second half whatever they've done whatever Ole of Solskjaer has done um, they have uh, really clicked into gear and they are in red hot form now at the moment uh, against Chelsea uh, Chelsea and uh, Frank Lampard making his uh, Premier League do, debut as Chelsea boss today but uh, not one he's going to remember very very fondly uh, 82 minutes on the clock now it's Manchester United 4 Chelsea 0 is how it stands it was Daniel James who got the goal uh, for the Red Devils took a big deflection uh, into the back of the net he won't care about that uh, Manchester United 4 Chelsea 0 is how it stands in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship uh, Nemo Rangers had a big win over Castle five fourteen 5-14 to 11 points elsewhere, uh, it took extra time to separate them, but Aerohog defeated Ahada at 316 to 117. Also in the Premier League today, there was uh, two games at uh, 2pm and Arsenal are off the mark with a 1-0 win today over Newcastle. Stephen Goldsmith.
4: Steve Bruce called this a proud day
1: and felt his side deserved more. They certainly did all the pressing with Shelby smacking
0: the post and new signing Joe Linton going very close in the first half. But Arsenal punished them fatally when they gave the ball away in the second half. Aubameyang
1: with a neat touch and finish to win the game for the away side. They finished at St James's Park. Newcastle 0, Arsenal 1. Yes, yeah, Steve Bruce afterwards saying it was a great day, but uh, not the result he wanted.
3: I think that's the big disappointment, that we've, we've given a poor goal away. We've made a mistake. And uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, got punished
1: as reaction of Steve Bruce a scoreless draw meanwhile between Leicester and Wolves well, Derek Clark.
5: full time Leicester City nil Wolves nil but it's VAR that will steal all the headlines after ruling out a Leander donker goal in 51 minutes when the ball brushed against Willie Polly's arm
0: Wolves slightly edged it in terms of chances created Raul Jimenez forcing saves out of Kasper
5: Schmeichel the Foxes threatened at times but lacked any real cutting edge in the final third so a piece point of peace is how it ends here it's finished Leicester City nil Wolves nil uh, meanwhile, a double
1: bogey and two bogeys has Shane Larry, three overpowered through seven holes of his final round at the Northern Trust in New Jersey, They're leaving two under for the tournament. Rory McCarron, meanwhile, he's off in 20 minutes at time. He's in a tie for eighth on 10 under par four shots off the pace um, being set by Patrick Reed. Wales winning run of uh, internationals has ended at 14 Warren Gatland named a strong side for their 33-19 defeat to an experimental England side in their opening World Cup warm up match at Twickenham and Wynne-Jones made a record 135th test appearance for his country today You
6: know you're always wary of the first 20 minutes whether it's international or domestic and um, we, we, we feel we've probably left it, let in two soft ones by not uh, winning the ad line particularly early on in that first half
1: All right, um, finally, just before we move on and talk yellow games, um, we're not going to talk yellow games, in fact, Um, if you heard the Sunday show with Anna Geary this afternoon, she had Davy Fitz on and Anna asked Davy Fitzgerald um, about the cork job and if he'd be interested and uh, Davy's reaction was interesting.
2: Now, I do have to ask you this question as well because there have been a lot of rumblings around Cork um, about the, the Cork manager role and your name has come up a lot as somebody that they would love to see in that position. So what, what do you make of that? Now, certainly it's a compliment, but,
3: uh, you know... Yeah, it's a great guess. I had a few, few of my friends call me from down there and say it to me, you know, but um, I don't think they'd take Davy Fitz in Cork no matter what the story is. Um, oh, I don't I'm know about that. What they do. Looking at what you've done yeah, with yeah, Wexford... It's been brilliant. Yeah, but they're certainly... The one thing I'd say to people at Cork is um, I think they are fantastic talent and whatever it takes to get over the line, they should do it. I think that's very important, you know? Um, but certainly... And you can see it in football. I, I definitely think they're making strides as well. So it's important that they they keep going at both fronts, you know? Um, and they're, they're certainly from even opposition It's someone you like them because you know that they're, they're they're very talented and they're going to give 110% all the time.
1: Well, he definitely didn't rule it out there, did he? He said... Um I don't think they'll take Davy Fitz down in Cork. But uh interesting that he said um there's a great talent in Cork and that uh, they need to do whatever it takes to get them over the line. Um be interesting if Davy Fitz were to take the Cork job, uh, would they give to him first off, would you like to see Davy Fitz uh be given the Cork job? Send us a text, O eight six eight one oh four one oh six. You can tweet us at Big Red Bench as well on that alright five minutes left to go on Old Trafford Manchester United leading Chelsea by four goals to nil now earlier on today um, I was joined in studio by All-Ireland champions Jack Murphy and Blake Murphy of the Cork under 20 footballers joined me this afternoon to discuss their incredible incredible year and that fantastic win over Dublin last weekend, going to hear first from Jack Murphy uh, speaking about their celebrations.
7: Yeah, um, I don't know, has it hasn't really set in properly yet? To be honest, it might take a couple of weeks for it to properly set in. You know, um, like we did a nice week celebrations, was kind of quickly back down to earth just because we've kind of club games and stuff coming up, like I know with Aroke and UCC um, today and Blake's out next week with Vincent, so. Kind of straight back to the greenstone, I suppose, for us.
5: Yeah, what were the celebrations like over the last couple of days? Oh yeah, they were they were top class, to be fair, I suppose. Like you know, when, no matter where we went, we felt re- welcome. Like, and we stayed as a team all week, and we really enjoyed it. But as Jack said, it's it's back to the greenstone now, and. Mm. So some of us and nearly everyone really has club championship league, so we have to focus on that now and hopefully we get another few trophies for some of us
1: what was the day the homecoming like on Monday night
5: uh, no
7: the homecoming is really good now in fairness um, we got the Boston in from the city and we stopped in Clon first because uh, Maurice Shanley is from Clon mm. we went into his parents' prayer, um and we got a really good reception there Like we, kind of, we were taken aback to be honest at the amount of people that were there but Keith is right and Joe we went back to Westcourt to play our first game against Waterford and in the league against Kerry to kind of pay homage to mm. kind of the home of car football in West Cork, and I suppose that was kind of reciprocated in the actual crowd that came back through, trying Ross Carbery Lep and then back to uh, Baltimore Skib mm. or in overs, and we were we were really delighted just to see him and young kids and stuff that got out to see us mm. and, and just to thank them for all the support throughout the year. Uh, Blake, has it sunk in? I suppose that you're you're, you're under twenty all Ireland champions.
5: Jesus, no, de- definitely not. Like because. You know, it's something now. Since the very started there, like you'd be, we'd be having a chat between ourselves, and you'd be like, jeez, Imagine if we won the All Ireland, or we'd love to win the All Ireland." We'd, we'd all, like we, as Keith said, "It's talk is cheap." Like all air, he's been saying it to us, but I suppose we can talk all we want now because we've we've gone and done it. Like so, mm. it definitely hasn't sunk in. But you know, it's know something we look back on for years. We're very close as a bunch, and I I think we're always going to have that bond. Like it's just because we won the All-Ireland John. You know, that's a special moment that we had together and I think hopefully we'll always have it mm.
1: Jackie, I suppose he kind of hit the ground running as you mentioned that Waterford game down in West Cork uh, he, he beat them out of the park basically and kind of set the tone I suppose for the rest of the summer
7: Yeah, absolutely um, it was a bit of a nervous game going in just to kind of get the first game under the belt you know, but we knew straight away from the league you know, we played Kerry, Dublin, Galway, and Kildare we who were all top teams that we were well able to Play against all of them, like so. We knew going into the championship that we definitely were in for a shoot of winning the All Ireland. We always genuinely thought we were going to win the All Ireland, like, mm. um, so we be- you honestly, see, like, from day one, you're like, This is it. Like, that's we came in at the start of the year saying, Our first first and foremost, we'll get over water for it, but like the big goal was always winning the All Ireland, um, and that's the way we want to look at it every year, and that's how Cork should look at it, to be honest, every year, I think. Yeah, and Blake, were, were you the same that you know,
5: like that you had the oh, ability to go yeah, off on the All Ireland? Yeah, like every year, I suppose we, we've been there or thereabouts. Like we probably lost to Kerry monsters, but like we knew the talent was there, and it was just a matter of putting it all together. Like, and I think that Keith was huge in that. Like we knew, like he he really got us believing in ourselves, and he just kind of put put the puzzle together really. And like from from the moment go, he, he was top class, and I suppose we pushed on, and ended up winning the All Ireland. Like, but you know, it's it's just a tribute to him really because like, I suppose we always had the talent it was just we needed him really to put it together like. yeah what does Keith bring to
7: the table for you? Uh, everything in fairness <coughs> as we said the backroom team that he brought with him are all the same mantra as him but like he really I genuinely don't think we would have won the All-Ireland without him mm. he came in late which is a task no what he wanted do was almost poison chalice in that sense in that he had to come in at the end of January uh, start of February you know with not a lot of training done and kind of pick up mm. half halfway off after some of us has started but um like he embraced the whole challenge really and he's as well as being a really good football coach like he's made us kind of better people as well like mm-hmm. we've all matured a lot um and learned to take a lot of responsibility and make our own decisions um, and he's as well as football, he's brought a lot to the table in general for us as people as well. Just as young lads going on. Yeah. I spoke to
1: uh, Aidan Namani interviewed him for the show mm-hmm. yesterday, and he was singing Keith's praises because he would have played under Keith in CIT yeah, back yeah, in the day, yeah. like you know. So he's obviously a top class coach.
5: Yeah, oh, geez, yeah, he's he's top class. Like I remember growing up, he, he would have coached my father with Vincent as well. And, like Vincent only have I, I, I could be wrong in this, but I think Vincent only have two permanent to be counties, and Keith's definitely the coach for both of them, like in 2006 and 2012. Mm-hmm. Like if I say the middle the middle period between those years Key probably wasn't there like so it just goes to show as well. Like whenever he's around it's just his presence is definitely felt. Like no matter what whatever he says, like the man just speaks so much sense. And like he's such a motivator as well, like in the dressing room before a game, no matter what he says. He just he's so mad to get you up for a game. Like even <coughs> at half time in a few games like we were we were dead and buried probably like especially after ten minutes against Dublin. And being seven points zero against Tyrone as well, like a, a lot of teams would have probably lot at, at them in them moments, like. But I suppose it's true to keep that he really motivated us to push on, like. And he, all year he just said that we were we were dogs, like, and that we never give up, or whatever, like. So it really, okay, I it worked out in the end. The confidence he had in us all year was absolutely
7: unparalleled. Like him and his backroom team, the confidence that they instilled in us for the whole year. He's was good man was manager, so like, yeah, he was absolutely, man to man. But just in general, the whole team. He was the one that put the belief in us that we were good enough to win an all Ireland. You know, or we were good enough to beat anybody mm. in the country if we wanted to. So you went into that Munster final land full of confidence after uh, the win over Waterford, you knowing you,
5: like you
1: were going to be carried that night.
5: Yeah, I, I think we did, to be honest. Like we, we, we. I know we were saying like, well, we have to get over Waterford first. But I think we were kind of looking at that game for a long time and. But like we brought him down to Clankillty for the first game in the league, like and as Keith said to us, like that was a brave enough move from him, really. To be, to be fair, like because playing Kerry and Clan, can go either way. Like if you're winning, like the people at Clan they love their football. But mm-hmm. if you're winning, that they're all for you. Like but if they're losing, if you're losing, they'll eat you alive. Like <laughs> and I suppose when we played Kerry down there, it was it just showed us that like we, we really had what it takes and like getting, getting a draw in the league was huge and we, we were looking at that once the final for a long time I suppose and like I, we just like we never against Kerry it was probably the best performance we put together all year mm. and we just we didn't give him a chance really like. <coughs> but yeah. like regardless of who we were coming up against it
7: was more just about focusing on ourselves as well mm. like we didn't go into any game kind of thinking about everyone else on other teams like Joe, you know, there was a couple of massive like I know Donald Down was playing full forward for Kerry and say Archer for, for Dublin people are always asking us oh what are you going to do about these players we always just focus on what well, we control ourselves control the controllables um, and kind of win from there in every game and thankfully it worked out every time um, Blake to beat Kerry I suppose so
1: handily as well um, you, was it 11 points to spare I think it was yeah. um, did you notice a lot more attention being placed on you then and a lot more focus and you kind of almost see a little bit more
5: pressure come on you after that one yeah I suppose after that, after that one there was probably a lot more expectations Like, but. Like I think that's that's the way Cork football should be like people should be expecting Cork teams to be carrying should be expecting Cork teams to contest for All-Irelands and I suppose hopefully that will be back now in the next year years like we see yesterday with the minors getting to the All-Ireland final and the seniors getting to Super 8s but like expectation and hope is a good thing like you, you either you can react to it in two ways you can carry it and use it or you can let it bring you down like a whatever so we really, really used the expectation and as Keith said the hope as well like the hope of core football and like it was it was huge like the support was unbelievable as well in, in Leash it was top class and like a half time I don't know we pulled aside and like the crowd really got behind us and we knew when we went into from that moment on like we had the crowd with us and like we knew, we knew in the second half we had what it take to, to beat the Dubs. Like so, mm.
7: how big a factor was the crowd that day? There was a huge car <clears> load <throat> up there, absolutely massive. Um, like even just the twenty hurlers were before us, and they tra- they were giving us a guard of honour coming out to the pitch. So we knew straight away everyone was behind us. We came out to a massive reception, and then as Blake was saying, there Keith kind of gathered everyone over just by the stand uh, just before the lads went in for half time, um, and. The crowdland proper mental like mm-hmm. there was massive chanting and they would genuinely give you shivers down your spine like mm-hmm. to how loud the crowd were for the whole game and when the going really got tough they were behind us all the way. Um, and uh, it was a massive factor for the whole game.
1: The going certainly got tough, Blake. When like you were going six down after a couple of minutes, so I was watching. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no no, it. no, 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 yeah. no, What was going through your head
5: at that point? Uh, to be honest, I know it might sound it might sound as if I'm lying, like, but we genuinely, like, we never crossed our mind that the game was over. Like people were saying to me, like, what well, you must have been thinking after ten minutes, or oh, this is over. Like we weren't thinking that at all because, like, we, what I was thinking is. Jeez, we haven't even gotten going here. Like we, mm. like we were full, of, we were full on asleep for the first ten minutes. I suppose when we woke up, like I think, I think someone said, if you cut out the first ten minutes, I think we sco- outscored Dublin three sixteen to seven points or something like that. <laughs> so it just goes to show, like a stupid ten minutes could could have maybe cost us the game. But I, we never gave up. We mm. we it get out in the end, and I suppose it was it was lucky that it happened in the first ten minutes because we had loads <laughs> of time to recover. Like so, uh, we were always kind of just. With the
7: mantra to never panic, no matter what happened, Joe. Mm. So if they scored, we had the same reaction for if we scored. Every single time, it was just the next ball, um, and we kind of just went into the game with that in our heads, and we knew we were good enough, so we, there was no panic at all. And you can see um, after Dub- after Dublin scored the goal, Sean Meehan went straight into Josh O'Keefe and you can I don't know if they caught it on camera or anything, but he went in and he was just saying just calm it down yeah. no panic just calm it down and we went out Josh kicked the ball out we went up won the ball and got the next score mm. um, and we drove it on from there but it was just always just not panicking keeping ourselves under control and next ball all the time
1: I suppose like, you had a bit of experience as well with the uh, the Tyrone win as well coming from behind and you knew you had that in your locker
5: yeah that's it Like the Tyrone were a superb team and to be honest they, I thought like the way we showed grit and determination against Tyrone was unbelievable like Jack there next to me as well like coming off the bench a unbelievable goal like I think that was a huge factor as well. All year, it was, our bench was ridiculous. Like no matter who we brought on, every, I think every game they contributed contributed so much to the scoring. And like that's that's a huge factor and in the county football in the modern game. Anyway, you know Keith said all year it'll take twenty twenty one players on any given day to win a, win a game. We showed that against Tyrone as well, and we carried the truth to the final, and we we didn't fare anyone to be honest. Mm. All year, but um, yeah, Tyrone was really stuck to us in the final, like from coming coming from behind seven points down to go on and win the game. I suppose we we do we it again <laughs> against Dublin then like so. we never really start well like, so. <laughs> uh,
1: I suppose Jack um, you probably went into the final um, as underdogs against the big Dublin machine did that kind of suit you a bit?
7: Um, it might, yeah I don't know didn't, I don't think we really looked into it to be honest um, I didn't know mm. any of the odds on any online like we stayed off social media we just focused on ourselves for the whole year we didn't really we kind of ch- tried to tune out what everyone else was saying about us mm-hmm. um, whether we were favourites or underdogs or mm-hmm. whatever we just didn't really listen to any of the kind of talk around us just, just focused on ourselves for the whole year kind of like a bubble so a exactly yeah exactly just kind of kept everything within the group you know yeah I suppose that's the way it has to be as well exactly you know. yeah just keep it all in house yeah um, and when the final
1: whistle went Blake I mean, like, what can you describe exactly how it was
5: oh, yeah, I don't think I can to be honest but um, no it was ridiculous it was I thought, like, like moments like that when as I was saying, when we look back at that in a few years, like that's the reason why our bond will be so strong. Like, as Keith said to us, in, we, it might be 20, 30 years' time, and we could be down in the parking watching the match, and we might see a fella like you share that moment with. And mm. you know, it will always be special, like, and always oh, unbelievable, like, especially with the, the amount of car people there, like, letting them onto the pitch after the game so is always like moments like that, like, you'll never. No, no matter what happens, you'll never beat it. Like it's just mm. you're training all year just for that. That we say, even that thirty seconds when the whistle goes, that's for sure. Training all year for like your aim and for that moment.
7: Mm. Can you remember? He said it was the first person onto the pitch. <laughs> <what> I mean? <laughs> say he never ran so
1: fast. In the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you remember the final whistle, Jack?
7: <clears throat> yeah, um, I suppose for me, really, Blake's probably the same. I think he was saying it was all about the hard work this year. But for us, it's probably the last five years we've been putting in so much work and not getting to where we wanted to be every year so Mm -hmm. it's actually been a four or five year kind of process for us and we've been putting in the work every year so I think it's just for all of that to finally come together to something and not just the car team you know our families are behind us the whole way our clubs have been backing us for since we were six or seven years old you know for for them as well, it just means a lot mm. for all the efforts that they've put in with us um, to finally get something out of it. It's just means so much.
1: It certainly does. Um, do you feel like you've kind of risen the hope of all Cork football supporters now after that win?
5: Um, yeah, definitely. I suppose the Cork football is definitely. I think it's in a strong place at the moment. Anyway, mm. like people might say, oh, we're playing Division Three League next year. Like, granted, the start of the year probably wasn't the best, but like the last few weeks have been absolutely unbelievable. You see the seniors competing with Dublin and Tyrone in the Super Eights, the minors in the All Ireland final. We won the All Earn, Like there's, there's no reason at all why like, <laughs> Cork football can't, you know, go on and hopefully win a Sam Maguire in the next few years. I don't see any reason why not. Mm. Like, the talent is there and the variety is there. Like the coaches are there. Everything really. It's just kind. Of, it's just a matter of putting it all together. Really.
1: And, Jack, I'd imagine there's a large number of you have put your hands up for senior selection now after the
7: summer you've had? Um, yeah, I suppose probably just to focus on the club championship first is kind of what we're all thinking mm. um, to kind of go back to the clubs and see where we can get from there and then probably worry about senior selection or whatever kind of when we get into the winter when all our club championships are over um, and with colleges and stuff. But I suppose there's a load of lads on our team that are well good enough to put their hands up for senior. Um it's obviously a really hard step up to go from twenties to senior at the same time. So it'd be interesting to see how it fares out, but there'll be definitely be a, a couple of people that are well good enough to play senior next year, right?
1: Yeah, and very finally like just awarding the, the under twenty hurlers will face the career in a couple of weeks, how incredible would it be to to have a, 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 an under twenty oh, double?
5: Yeah. I I was say someone said last night actually that um no team has ever won um, under twenty hurland football in the same year. Mm. Like the double has been done at senior level but it hasn't been done at under twenty level, under twenty one level apparently anyway. But um oh it'll be unbelievable like to win two all-Irelands at the same age group would be unreal especially at Jewel County like Cork like a lot of them hurlers could be playing football and a lot of footballers could be playing hurling as well so and you know, it'd be great for them now as well, it'd be great for Cork as well. And the
1: Miners as well, in a couple of weeks, fingers crossed. Yeah, that's the big one, yeah, <laughs> Boys, it's been a pleasure having you in, and um, thanks very much for coming in, congratulations on the All-Ireland success. Thanks very much, thanks. Yeah, great having the All-Ireland champions in studio with us, that was uh, Jake Murphy and Blake Murphy discussing an incredible, incredible uh, summer for them, capped um, off with of that incredible win over Dublin, one six down after nine minutes to come back and win that game. Absolutely incredible stuff indeed, so congratulations indeed to the Rebels. Um, Jack actually went off and played uh, for Aero this afternoon in the Premier Intermediate Football Championship, and he's involved with UCC this evening, so was, he had a busy a- afternoon after uh, doing that interview with us uh, uh, earlier on today. But uh, thanks to him very much indeed uh, to the lads uh, for coming in. All right, still to come on the show, we are going to talk uh, Cove Ramblers, but up next we're talking to Rockmont.
0: The big red bed. FM Cork's Red FM.
1: All right, glad you could join us on the Big Red Bench. Full time from Old Trafford, Manchester United with a big win over Chelsea. Peter Smith. United four Chelsea nil. The scoreline may be a little harsh on Chelsea, who twice hit the frame of the goal. But United were clinical. Rashford opened the scoring from the penalty spot, having been brought down by Zuma. Before United hit their opponents with two in two second-half minutes, as Martial swept in Pereira's cross from close in, before Rashford claimed his second. Substitute so James hit a debut goal after an eel linker between Pogba and Martial. United four Chelsea nil full-time as well in the Senior Football Championship. Line have beaten Bishopstown two nine, two, one, nine. All right, we're going to talk football now. The Munster Senior League season uh, starting uh, next week. Of course, everyone wants to uh, dethrone the UCC as champions but it's been a difficult time for Rockmount following the sudden passing of chairman Jamesy Corcoran back in May now Rockmount are launching the James Corcoran Memorial Golf Classic taking place in September in Blarney Golf Club Jamesy's son Alan is organising it Alan Collins meets to talk about it and to talk about the effect his father's passing has had on him his family and his club.
8: it's been an emotional couple of weeks um, I suppose like I was saying before we came on um, if it wasn't for the soccer community and uh, Rockmont but the, the bigger soccer community in Cork um, it would have been a lot harder um, mm. like you, when something like that happens and the, the like the overwhelming flood of messages that had came in um, to me the family everyone else um, like it really goes to show that how important sport is it, mm. like it carried me through the whole lot and like I said, if I didn't have Rockmunt through this, I would have been lost. Like, mm. I would have been in the hole. But uh, no, it was, it was tough, but they got mm. me through it, really, to be honest.
1: Next, yeah, your dad, James, he was Mr. Rockmunt, I suppose. I mean, like, you, you don't talk, talk about Rockmunt without mentioning James yeah. at some point, like, you know.
8: <laughs> yeah, he, he really was, Steve Tone. Um, but even, like, <laughs> I remember on Monday after he died, we went up to um, the comedy meeting, the Rock just to go through, through things, and... Uh, even the referees had said that um, they gave him minute silence to him and I suppose that was the first time that referees in silence and James O'Hawk yeah. was mentioned in the we had Noel
1: Healy from UCC in a couple of weeks back after they'd won the league and he paid a lovely tribute to your dad and he said a larger than life character who I'd certainly had plenty uh, plenty of arguments with <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah yeah, yeah." I
8: rang Noel after the interview actually um, to thank him was n- nice words um, and look it was a tough end to the season for the lads like going out playing ring man the Sunday after he died, and you know, it was always going to be an emotional um, time for the club as a whole, and then trying to go on to win a league. Like, but look, as I said, the community, the sporting community in Cork, um, down to the Munster Senior League, the tributes from clubs. Like, I even think at the funeral, at the eulogy, I, I kind of, I had not written down. I winged it, and I don't think I kind of mentioned how how oh, good the whole footballing community in Cock were even down to as I said, the Munster Senior League tributes coming in from clubs, um, like even dan Murphy and the lads and fans Voice T V they had um they streamed the last game of the season and they had mm-hmm. a of picture three man as a tribute up and everything, you know, so like, it it was just... And as well, like, a massive part of his life was, was golf and Blarney golf course and the short, the funeral and the removal with them decked out in their gear and, like, the floods of green coming in. Like, it it, it was fierce, overwhelming, but very comf- comforting at the same time, you
1: know? I suppose after something like that happens, Alan, I suppose football kind of takes a back seat after that, doesn't it? Yeah,
8: it does, it does. Yeah, um, and it affected everyone in the
1: club. at Oh, I mean,
8: massive, like, a, a massive, massive ripple, um... Like it it, it, it affects everyone and it takes a back seat But then, at, 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 on the other side of it, like things have to go on, and there was leagues to be won, and there was games to play, mm. cups to be won, and you know? all. But um, it wasn't to be. But shall look, hopefully, we kick on this year and trying to get something out of it. Exactly.
1: But as you were saying, like kind of football, Rotman kept you going, probably kept everyone going. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like
8: I, I managed the juniors outside and. Like, going back pre season and all that just kept my mind occupied all the time, being in touch with the club. It's, it really helps take your mind off it, but like, I feel way more at ease even when I go to Rockmoor Park, you feel as if you're with him out there because yeah. that's like, even though I kind of only got involved in the club kind of a year and a half ago like I was always Patrick Rockman with all my life mm. growing up playing with them going up and down the country with my romantic trips like you know and like it's 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 very good to have that bond even past players from 10, 15, 20 years ago coming up to you and you feel as if you never like you feel as if you knew them all the time that yeah. they weren't strangers do you know what I mean like so uh, it, it, it was it's like I uh, again like The club, everyone in the club, I'd be lost without them to be honest.
1: Uh, As you said, your dad's other love was golf, Blarney Golf Club, so it's a feeling, I suppose, the golf classic is coming up in Blarney Golf Club. Yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. So, like, um, all kind of last year, like, as you know, trying to run a football club it's it's all volunteers it's all down to sponsorship fundraising and he had spoke about it all the time about getting a golf classic done and I suppose with we were in the semi final intermediate cup so we were constantly busy we never kind of had time to sit down and plan it and like unfortunately his deck came towards the end of the season and it was kind of just before the AGM then I went up to the committee meeting and I had said look as I said like the war goes on life goes on football goes on we have to get on with it so I said would it not be an idea if we ran a fundraiser of the club golf classic and just throw your man's name in as a, a tribute um. to him do you know what I mean and to have Blarney golf course as well with it, which was a massive part of his life I mean uh, since I contacted, got to go ahead from the committee to go go and organise the um, golf classic and contacted behind the golf course. They've been unbelievably helpful, you know. And like as well, what they did on the on the day that he that he dropped in the golf course. Like um, I remember talking to the ambulance driver up in the hospital, and he had said like to have any chance at all of surviving a cardiac arrest, you need just um, key factors and the main key factor is immediate CPR and he got that administered to him came out of the cardiac arrest and kind of he didn't walk into the ambulance but he was going into the ambulance kind of saying I'm going nowhere I've game of golf to finish you know <laughs> and he just kind of got a second turn of the ambulance and that was it but like all credit due to them in Blarney Golf Course like I mean it, it, that probably took First trauma away from me and mm-hmm. the family what they had to witness and go through to try to perform CPR in the middle of a golf course and I credit you know, all to them for what they did
1: um, yeah definitely definitely so I think there's a lesson to be learned there for everyone just to learn CPR and know what to do in an event like that oh
8: absolutely and like if there is anything to be learned from it like what we went through the past couple of weeks and are still going through like it's I suppose with, with, with men's health out there you don't kind of it kind of get shepherded aside you know what I mean there's a lot of emphasis on women's health and women getting checked but like my dad had um, a full body health check booked for the Friday after he had had died you know and like I suppose if there's any lessons to be learned like just you know go and get yourself checked like you know you, you don't know what it could have if he had that got 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 that done sooner. You know what it would have brought up. Would it have saved anything? Do you know. But I try not to overthink all those things because they think your mind go mental if you try to work out all the whole situation in yeah, You know. I understand. You. Yeah, I understand. Um, the, the the golf classic launch does happening in Quinlands next week. Yeah, next Thursday night at mm. eight o'clock. Um, so. There's the Golf Classics taking place on the 26th and 27th of September in Blarney Golf Course. Um, There is three shotgun starts. There's Thursday at 2, Friday at 9 and Friday at 2. The Friday at 2 is kind of fairly full at the moment, but there's T-box sponsorships there to be um, whipped up. We're looking for prizes, but look, the the response has been phenomenal since, since we since we announced it and launched it on, on social media and um, it's like there's been so many businesses families have come in um, sponsoring like it's it's really been overwhelming
1: mm. and if anyone wants to sponsor or anything or take part how do they yeah, there, we have um, an email address set up it's rockmountgolf at
8: gmail.com um, you can contact anyone at all in the committee um, my number is on the main posters out there you can contact anyone on on uh, in Blarney Golf course um, just also as well to note um, that we are going to be making a donation to the cardiac unit in CUH out of the money raised um, so we're just trying to give give something back to, to, the, to the cause mm-hmm. do you know what I mean so um, yeah but no the response has been been very good mm-hmm. so far and like I set up um Kind of a sub committee of, of lads to run this away from the main committee because like they they've got so much to do anyway and today they're running the club so like genuinely without um, Steve Montgomery Graham Keane John Gaffney and Dave Arne, um I wouldn't have been able to do this on my own they've been a tremendous help as well in, in, in getting everything done
1: mm-hmm. and uh, the Munster Senior League starting next week I suppose getting back to football will be a nice pleasant distraction for the club
8: yeah definitely. Um, the lads are playing. Seniors playing Friday night against uh, Corinthians. We have our first game with the Juniors on Monday week. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's all go, like, all go. Yeah, but it's 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 brilliant to keep the mind off. But to keep going, mm-hmm. and like as I said, even with with kids out there, like even fellas in their teens that may have drifted away from from any sport at all. Like it's really through these things when you go when you go through. Such a hard time like this as I said, it, it really goes to show how important sport is, and it's it's not just about going and playing. It's like it becomes a family. It mm-hmm. becomes it yeah. becomes so much more than just going out kicking the ball around or doing whatever it is with whatever sport you're doing. Like and like they they really become like I've never felt so part of anything in in that week that that happened. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And again, that's like, what sport does. Oh, it does. It's 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 unbelievable. Like.
1: Um, Alan, thanks a million for coming in, buddy. I know that can't have been easy to talk about. Um, thanks, man, for coming in.
8: No hassle. Thanks for having me, Rory. Cheers. And best look at the classic as well. Cheers. Thanks, bud.
1: Yeah, that's Alan Corcoran there of Rockmount, uh, speaking at the James Corcoran a Memorial Golf Classic happening at Blarney Golf Resort, uh, 26th and 27th of September, um, next month, uh, so if you want to, uh, enter a team in that, uh, you can get in touch with them, rockmountgolf.gmail.com at com. Many thanks as well to Alan for, for coming in and talking so openly about his dad as well, which, uh, couldn't, couldn't have been easy for him, like, uh, so, uh, thanks indeed, Alan. Uh, Rockmount, meanwhile, kicking off their season next Friday night, uh, against Douglas Hall at Rockmount Park Cargillan United hosting Middleton and on Saturday it's College Corinthians versus St Mary's and then on Sunday it's Cove Wanderers uh, against Ring Mahan Rangers alright there was a disappointment last night for Cove Rambers as they went down one nil to Holderston Dock in the FBI Cup Georgie e. Kelly got the game's only goal in a game. I saw Ramblers more than match uh, their opponents and uh, certainly uh, put it up to uh, the Lily Whites last. And I'm very impressed uh, with Ramblers' performance last and I thought they were excellent. Uh, I got a reaction of boss Stuart Ashton after the game. Stuart, how are you feeling after that? I imagine you're kind of probably disappointed, are you?
9: Yeah. Um, as you say, very disappointed. I um, thought the lads were tremendous tonight. Um, we we knew what we were going to get from them no matter what team they put out as we said before they're uh, an experienced side great squad of players um, I think today um, we showed that we can match them uh, we were competitive we were organised um, and I think at times they were, they were a bit rattled by us um, and unfortunately I just looked at the goal back there again unfortunately we just got caught flat-footed with them running across us. Again, great movement, great in. Was it our naivety or the great play? That's the yeah, argument, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. I imagine Ameth um, and Dawk were a bit surprised by how well you played. Uh,
9: yeah, I would think they have been honest with you. Um, you know, that's uh, probably undermining us a bit and uh, a bit disrespectful, I suppose. But yeah, I think uh, we showed... And again, it's what, what we've been saying every week here so far now that you know, it's another little learning curve for us. And today, we said beforehand, you know, let's show what we're about and what we're striving to be. And I think today we showed that in abundance. Um, yes, we could have played better. The lads are disappointed in there because of it. Um, they know they could have done better when we had the ball. Um, and obviously we work on that we showed glimpses of it at times and I thought we I, I thought we were tremendous tonight and you know disappointed the way the way it uh, finished
1: So after you picked the lads up you'd be saying this is the way you can play every week and this is the way you want you to play every week
9: Yeah I just, I just said that to them I said lads did, did we deserve that you know this head's down there very disappointing did we deserve it they're all saying no can we improve on that when we have the ball Yes, you know, and we've seen that, you know, in glimpses already that, you know, what we're trying to do, they're believing in it and wish, you know, they're they're trusting each other more, you know, little passes around the place and things like that. So, um, look, it's it's disappointing to take on the night as it is um, because of the performance. um, So, look, yeah.
2: The are to maybe just
6: hopefully to get these occasions on a more regular
9: basis yeah obviously obviously that 's the aim for for as a player you want to play at the top level so that 's what we've said all week to him. challenge yourself against the so called best team in the land, not the so called they are the best team in the land you know and and even you know when they go to Europe, they give teams a good good go as well, so you know that 's what as players they're striving to be and obviously as a club we're striving to push on forward and into the Premier League where we can play these, these games regularly and that's, that's hopefully that's down the line uh, sooner rather than later hopefully but again it's, it's the players uh, it's their the desire tonight was tremendous um, again we just got caught and as I say one moment of their magic or one moment of our madness no. Yeah. And
6: obviously it was a pretty decent road tonight, you know. I mean Peter have been in Cup with for a while, you know. They might they go where you think they are seeing what you're trying to do and or where the club's trying to go.
9: Yeah, well, that's, obviously that's the aim. We want a bigger crowd as we can every week. Obviously, the occasion, the FA Cup, the history with Ramblers and the FA Cup. like And also, you know, there was an occasion here tonight. But as we said a few minutes ago, we're striving to push on as high as we can. Obviously, we've got to get out of the first division, which isn't possible this year now. But look, we regroup and hopefully with the group of lads we have, the way we're starting to play and the results that we're getting obviously hopefully that will attract players to us and we can move forward hopefully and you know get the, get the club going in the right direction on a sound footing Yeah and that must be probably
4: like, a
6: confidence boost the way that they're more in their own and they, they really made like a team
9: like the double champions like, to, to more to go through like you know Yeah you know we 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 made hard work of it you know we came in and we said we said at the start that um you know, we'd, we needed a performance and I can't ask for more because the lads did that. We had, you know, Dave Hurley's one in the first in the first half there, a little moment of magic in there, a little beat of pirouette and ram someone and a Dave Hurley strike, like, I think the saying is he do not do easy goals, like, you know, and he, he's hit the post, you know, and then, in fairness, they had one hit the bar. So, you know, there was chances going around the place. I think in the second half the. Um, I think they thought we'd sit down and die um, which we had to open up and again we created chances, we, we did the stuff we're trying to do, get the balls in get shots away so look we've done, we've done our best and I think uh, from a personal point of view lads were tremendous and they can hold their heads up
1: high tonight I'm sure to talk about building for the future has there been any talk about you staying on as a full time basis, have you even thought of that?
9: Obviously, the um, as we said, uh, from um, Stephen Henderson leaving, you know, obviously it was takeover over um, to help the club going forward as such. So, obviously that's uh, the job the the club are doing the the process of that. So um, that'll take due course, and then we'll see. Um, Where well that takes it,
1: yeah. yeah. I don't think Ramblers fans be too upset to see Stuart Ashton named uh, manager on a full time basis after he stepped in uh, following Stephen Henderson's departure he's doing a great job uh, with that young Ramblers side another excellent performance last night uh, beat Shelburne last week as well so uh, Ramblers uh, certainly um, doing well under Stuart Ashton he played some nice football last night as well worked very hard and hit the post in the first half just unlucky I suppose against Dundalk but the champions progress at the expense of Cove Ramblers are going get the reaction of Kerry manager Peter Keane after their win over Tyrone today that sees them into the All-Ireland final uh, against Dublin in three weeks time
2: Peter Keane that was a bit of fun I suppose
6: it was look I suppose at the end of the day we're all involved in the GA for a bit of fun and there was plenty of excitement here today and um, it was great to get into an Ireland semi-final and thankfully we got out of
2: it I'd say you're pretty glad as well that Tommy Welch decided to get out of Australian football and come back to Ireland
6: Yeah, I suppose Tommy came home there, I think it was 2015, and he had an injury, a serious injury with his hamstring, but you know, he stayed the course. Um, We saw him last year in the County Championship, where he did very, very well, Um, and we got a great league out of him, and we've got a great two games out of him now.
2: He really, I mean, obviously all players performed, they upped their performance in the second half, but I felt he really made the difference. He came in, everything changed, and that's when scoring opportunities and things began to open up.
6: Yeah, I suppose, look, there was, there, was, there was other substitutes as well that came in and, um, you know, Tommy did well but the other subs came in and they all delivered and the guys that, are, that were on the field put in a great shift in that second half.
2: Stephen O'Brien is another person who put in a great shift. He scored a goal, I think it was at two points and now, as far as I know, unless things change if he manage to get one or more of his black cards rescinded, he won't be playing All-Ireland Final Day.
6: Yeah, that's what they, they're, all, they're all telling me going around there in the media room but, um, look, we'll deal with that tomorrow. Will you repeal it? Sure, I I've I, I have no idea what are the avenues, so look we'll we'll deal with that. We'll deal with that tomorrow.
2: Are you expecting me to believe now you haven't thought this through?
6: I, I say more I trust that there's much you don't know about.
2: Well, I don't know about that. There's lots of things I don't know. But one thing I do know for sure is that you're now in an Ireland final against Dublin. I don't believe that Kerry people are thinking, let's stop the Doves. That's not what you care about. What you care about is winning. Well, I
6: suppose, look, if you get into any final, you know, you want to win it. Um, I wouldn't get too hung up on, on, on the negativity of stopping a team going for, for the five in a row. Of course, it's it's a unique achievement um, for Dublin to be in going for the five. But look, at the end of the day, we're, we'll focus on our own positives and we'll, we'll give it a cut.
2: Exactly. You paddle your own boats.
6: I, we will. And hopefully, there'll be no leak in it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
2: See you.
6: That's soon.
1: Uh, Kerry Boss, Peter Keane. There's been tomorrow's Ratheny Kellogg after, after uh, today's win over Chiron. So. Um yeah, talking there about Stephen O'Brien, but uh, Stephen O'Brien himself saying that the the black carry picked up against Meath uh, was pretty harsh, so that's what uh, they'll be appealing, and he's fairly confident himself that he'll be uh, appearing in the All Ireland final. Uh, speaking of All Ireland finals, uh, in two weeks time we will hopefully be celebrating another Cork Under Twenty All Ireland final win. The hurlers preparing to take on Tipperary at the Gaelic Grounds on the twenty fourth, uh, looking for revenge for the Munster final defeat. I was at the Cork press night on Friday down in Portmcrian. I spoke to Cork forward Craig Hannafin of the um, first off, I'd imagine you're all buzzing after that win over Kilkenny.
4: Oh yeah, jeez you're you're coming down there for a big win, and especially we saw after the footballers like you're, we stayed on to watch that game—a great game of football as it was. But um, oh, it was, it was a great feeling. Like we we went out onto the pitch after the after the football win, and we could you could see the Kirk road what it means to everyone. Like, and we're hoping that like we can we can go and make that a make that a double in the under twenties. <laughs> like, i bring like I put a, such a boost in GA and Cork like in, if you saw the footballers and the hurlers win under twenty all Ireland like i would love to see the odds for that this start to the year. But no it would be it be obviously brilliant to bring especially Cork Ireland like we need we need a we need an all ireland back in the county like Do you think there's a bit of pressure on you so and do you think people are talking about the double? I know uh, no idea it's like I wouldn't say much pressure, it would just be kind of that people like want it as much as us but as uh, they've like kind of good intentions they don't mean to be as in criticising us as players or whatever it would just be it would be more so that like they they have love for the game as much as us players do. Like, and we would. They, they'd want to see Carforn doing well. As, as I saw, like, and they, like, no one wants to be seen as ourselves. Like the last few years, getting the finals and just falling at the final hurdle. Like, it's, it has gotten for the fans as it is for us. And like, we, we love nothing more than to bring in a, our own trophy back as much for ourselves as for the mm. supporters. As I said, what was the biggest change from the Kilkenny game, from the temporary defeat in the Munster final? It was obviously the lads brought in a few changes. There was, um, there was a few changes in the team but it, like, it wasn't after the tip game we didn't feel like we had to change much it was like it was just in the manner of the loss it was more of a kind of a mentally draining rather than our performance ways we thought we did well we came in the next we met the next day and we we analysed the game or whatever and we felt we felt we didn't find the game and that we we pulled up to him in every aspect but it was just it was just a killer the way it ended a killer goal at the end like but after the only thing you, that is like you can you can look at both ways. You can feel sorry for yourself, or you can go away, analyse the game, and say, D- look, we actually done things well. We didn't. It was like that last that last goal was just whatever way the ball broke, and taking nothing away from Tip and their win, obviously, but it was. It was just the way it felt that we, we felt we didn't need to change too much. Obviously, we needed to work, even, even lift it again for Kilkenny. We knew they'd bring a great challenge. But other than that, we, we weren't too down on ourselves. We, we kind of felt that we, uh, on, on, the, on the occasion, we, we lived up to it and we, we played to the best of our ability. It was just the way it felt in the night. It didn't, it didn't break for us. Like, it was probably good that there was only a week of a gap as well. You straight back into it. Like, that's the great thing about the new championship, and I'd say most, most players will tell you like that say we could have if we lost that month month's final loan we had a month gap or something we could have went home and felt sorry for ourselves going back to the clubs or whatever for two weeks and kind of it would have been stuck in the back of your mind and, but like it's great when when you've kind of I think it was 11 days or something after we played the muscle final we met Kilkenny again and like the great thing is we, we played in the Tuesday night we were back in again on Wednesday as I said analysing the game and stuff and that's, that's what you need like you need to be back in around the fellas again like the, the lads on the team and stuff like that just not even talking about the game anything, anything else just kind of taking your mind off and just relaxing a bit and kind of Leaving, leaving the loss behind you, kind of thing.
1: And after those two big draining games, you yeah. could notice you've had three weeks now for, until the final.
4: It would be more. It's more so like mentally draining than anything else. You, you, you'd be in and you would be doing. You'd be trying to get the bodies ready as as best as you can. And it's more about it's equally as much as getting the mind ready and just focus, like focusing on the next game. You, all year since we played Limerick in the first game, it's kind of it's been a less than a two-week turnaround every time. So you're just more. It's like just moving from game to game. It was like. A, I know it's a bit of a cliché but you're, you're taking one game at the time because you've, you've, you've no other choice to but... Um I, as you said, yeah, geez, the Tipperary game and the Kilkenny game took a lot out of us as a group, but we'd, um, we've a few games now with the club this this week, and we'll be back in then properly training for a hard two weeks before Tip again.
1: Yeah, it's Craig Hannifin there of Napier the City, uh, looking ahead to the Under Twenty All Ireland final against Tipperary in uh, a couple of weeks' time. What an occasion that will be, and fingers crossed, we'll be talking about a Cork Under Twenty double. How incredible! Incredible, will that be? Uh, we'll play the rest of that interview uh, with Craig on next weekend's show. So that's it from us for tonight. Thank you very much indeed for listening to the Big Red Bench. If you missed our show from tonight, if you missed it uh, yesterday, you can get the Big Red Bench podcast wherever you get podcasts from. That's on redextra.ie as well. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Big Red Bench. We're back next Saturday and Sunday from 6 pm. So do hope to uh, see you then. Alan Donovan's up next with Green on Red. Uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Sunday evening, folks, and uh, we'll speak to you next weekend.
0: The Big Red Bed, Saturday and Sunday from six p.m. Corks Red FM.